was just talking to John Millay off the air. Uh, he's gonna he has lots of road stories to tell us in the couple, uh, in the upcoming weeks because that's what John does. He goes all across the state of Minnesota looking for great stories about prep high school sports. <laughs> I'm gonna start over. Three, two. Just talking to John Millay off the air. He has some great road warrior stories to tell in the coming weeks. Today, we're going to get into all kinds of stuff about Minnesota high school sports and activities. That's what John does. He goes all over the place to bring those stories back to us and to John's journal column at mshsl.org. This is TalkNorth.com. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks to our longtime sponsor, Pizza Barn in Princeton. Thanks also to All Energy Solar and propane, propane.com. We are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. It is September 1st. We are really getting into it now. Tell us, John, uh, tell us how to be brave like Gabe. Yeah, hey, Jim. Yeah, September. How about that? How did we get here so quick? But yeah, here we are. Uh, things are uh, things are rolling on the high school scene here. A lot of schools have already started in Minnesota. A lot of them started this past week, and everybody else will get going after Labor Day. And yeah, it's an exciting time. I visit a lot of high schools already, and a lot of events. It's been great. But this was pretty special. Brave like Gabe. I, I was up in Perm uh, last Saturday, and there's a John's Journal story posted at mshsl.org about what I saw in Perm. That that's one of my favorite places in the whole wide world. I've been to Perm many times. A lot of Good friends there, great people. They hosted the fourth Brave Light Gabe cross country meet with 24 teams. They raised money, and they this was all in honor of uh, Gabe Grunwald. Her her maiden name was Anderson, a former. Uh, she was a runner at Perm. Uh, went to the University of Minnesota, walked on, was a great was a great runner there. Became a professional runner. Uh, she was 32 years old when she died in 2019 after battling cancer for a decade. And if, as if that's not heartbreaking enough, uh, two years after uh, Gabe died, her sister, Abby, also a, a former Purim runner, was killed in St. Paul by a drunk driver. That was in 2021. And it's just it just breaks your heart that one family has to go through things like that. But what they've done in Purim, they remember Gabe and Abby in many ways. And this uh, cross-country invitational is was really special. I'd been trying to get there for a couple of years and I finally made it. Jeff Morris, the cross country coach in Perm, uh, invited me up, gave me lots of info beforehand. I talked to him on the phone a few days earlier, but it, it's a cross country meet. That part of it's like any other cross country meet, but uh, everything, everything is to raise funds for the Brave Like Gabe Foundation. So all the concession money, all the, the t-shirt sales money, they sell Brave Like Gabe apparel, Went to the foundation and some of the schools that competed, they they put money together and uh, and so in four years this event has raised right around ten thousand dollars for the Brave Light Gabe Foundation. You can find that website for the Brave Light Gabe Foundation. It's they do great things, but Gabe herself started this foundation as just a way to raise awareness and, and support people. And Gabe and Abby's parents, Kim and Laura Anderson, they were there and I, I chatted with Kim. After everything was over, just I, I wanted to know what does all this mean to, to his family and and the guy he grew emotional. You know, he had to stop for a second and gather himself, which is certainly understandable. But he was just so grateful to everybody that that their two daughters remain uppermost in people's thoughts. It was a I don't know how to describe it. It was a celebration. It was a remembrance. It was a, they were honoring Gabe and Abby and uh, 
and it was so great. It's just so many great things up there. I don't know if my story captured it and told the story of what what it was like, but it sure was an honor to be there. And and here's one kind of weird side note. Uh, Jeff Morris, the coach there in Purim, uh, he had me park my John's Journal Toyota Camry in a really prominent spot. I wasn't in the parking lot with everybody else. My car was right between the start line and the finish line, and it was very noticeable. And I never, ever forget to lock my car, ever. I, I've never not locked my car other than when it's in my garage. I realized I had not locked my car. I was kind of walking from the start line over to the finish line and at one point in the morning. And I realized my dashboard was full of stuff. Um, Aaron Anderson is the AD at the Perm. He and Jeff Morris had gathered you know, a Purim cross-country t-shirt, a Brave Light Gabe shirt, a Purim baseball cap, and a, several, I think three, four packages of a Wiley Wallaby candy, which we're familiar with in Minnesota, because what do you know, it's made right there in Purim. So I had a dashboard full of swag to bring home. I ate some of it on the way. So those folks in Purim, they're super nice, but they can be sneaky too. And I do always have a great time when I'm there. And this was one of those events there were, you know, different races for junior high kids, JV, varsity, a lot of racing, um, you know, a lot of time to just wander around and talk to people. And I had so much fun. You know, I, I saw people that I've, that I've met previously. Most of this is because of Twitter. We know each other from Twitter and some people just came up to me and said hi and introduced themselves and thanked me for the work I do and, and how entertaining my Twitter feed seems to be. Um, and some coaches from the other schools did that. It just, it was it was like a family reunion, and I, my family keeps growing here, Jim. So that whole morning, it was just one of the most uplifting, inspirational events I've ever been to. And and like I said, I hope my story comes close to doing it justice because it's you know it's all it's more. There's a lot more to these high school activities than winning and losing, and and the Brave Light Gabe uh, Invitational is a perfect example of that. Oh, that's great stuff. Yeah. And, and here's another great topic uh, close to both of our hearts: small town football. Small town football. Another story that's up on John's Journal uh, during zero week last week. I went to nine man football games on back to back nights, uh, nine player games, one in Alden, one in Verndale. Alden's down on the Iowa border. Verndale's about 40 miles west of Brainerd. And like, like you, I freely admit I love football games in small towns. But that's how I grew up. But this story from Alden and Verndale basically, I put together a, a series of vignettes from the two games and man, was it fun. You know, the, the greatest thing I've seen in a long time. So in Alden behind one of the goalposts, right on the, right on the fence line, they've got a scissor lift and it, you know, people I, Google scissor lift, if you don't know what that is, but it's like a machinery that raises up. Like if you're going to do, you know, do paint a big, tall building or, you know, do drywall very high inside a warehouse or something, you get the scissor lift you get on the top of it, you hit a button, and you and it takes you up and down. So there's a crew of people up there. They're 40 feet in the air. They're they're above the goalposts, and they're filming the game. This is how they're doing their end zone camera. They got guys up in lawn chairs. I don't know how you get up on that scissor left. Who who gets those spots? But heck of a view of the game. So the first touchdown of the season, uh, Alden scores. They kick the extra point goes right through the uprights and son of a gun. One of those guys up on the scissor lift made a perfect catch and everybody cheered. It was just the coolest. <laughs> That's what you see in small town football. A guy on a scissor lift, 40 feet in the air, catches the extra point on the fly. 
Uh, it's just amazing. So thanks to everybody in Alden and Verndale for being so nice to an old reporter, and good luck to everybody as the season moves along. That's fantastic. All right, tell me about Owatonna's new high school. Yeah, we go from, from small schools to a big school and a brand new high school. I spent some time in Owatonna this week uh, where they're getting ready to open a, just a fantastic new high school on the south side of town. The original high school in the middle of town is one of these classics. You know, it's just, it's it's the architecture, the the beauty of this place, but it's fallen apart and they needed a new high school. So I, I had contacted Jeff Williams, the football coach in Owatonna, and wondered what time he was going to have practice. Uh, Tuesday was the day I went. And uh, I, I parked, he gave me directions where to park, parked behind the school. And I'm walking back behind the school. This is, it's like an NFL training camp, Jim. They, I think there's about two and a half football fields of turf. The softball field they have back there, it's a softball stadium, all turf. That's going to pay off in the spring. Um, and just acres and acres of beautiful grass and, and, uh, there were sprinklers going, it was great. And then all that, that evening they had their, actually the first athletic event they hosted was uh, volleyball. They hosted Cass and Manorville and the inside of this school is, is just as first class as everything else. The, the main gym is massive. It's right next door to a big auxiliary gym. There's big windows with natural light. I didn't wander through the entire school cause it was just volleyball, but, uh, uh, and I'm going back. I mean, we're talking here. It's early afternoon on Friday, September 1st. I'm going back to Owatonna tonight for their first home football game in their fantastic stadium. Uh, they're going to open the season against Hastings. I, I walked into the stadium on Tuesday when I was there. It's it's just outstanding as every other part of that school. They've got a just great looking nine lane track, tons of seating. And the you know, the new thing in high school is behind the bleachers between the bleachers and the school, this great big plaza area where, you know, they're going to have lots of great events there. People can mingle. So I know there's going to be a big crowd for the that game tonight here, week one, Hastings at Owatonna. I can't wait. Well, I already know if you're interested, my band is playing Wednesday, September. Let me make sure I get the date right. Wednesday, September 6th at the Bloomington VFW, six-ish to nine-ish. Stop by if you get a chance. also want to thank our producer, Brandon Morton. Remind you, if you like the show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. If you go to talknorth.com and find other sports, outdoor, and variety shows you like, subscribe to them as well. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Of course, you can always find the archives of all the shows you like at talknorth.com, and we do appreciate you listening. We also appreciate our longtime support from Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, you got it, Jim. The Pizza Barn in Princeton. Uh it's 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 a big time place. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it far beyond far beyond Princeton. And the Pizza Barn is celebrating 40 years this year. We've talked about it. Uh they're coming up with an 80s themed t-shirt to celebrate the anniversary. If you go to Pizza Barn on Facebook, you can see what the graphic will look like. It's a very familiar graphic from the 1980s. And they've been asking for ideas on what should be written on the T-shirt. So it looks like there's, I think there's some really good finalists here. We'll wait to see what's going on the shirt. But next time we're up there, when those shirts are available, I'm going to buy one. I might get one for my wife. They look outstanding. I'm I'm technically from the 70s. That's when I went to high school. But the 80s were okay. They're all right. We'll, we'll I bridge, see. What I bridged the 70s and the 80s. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's a family-owned business for, you got it, 40 years. It's a fixture in downtown Princeton. The pizza barn is always busy. There's always tons happening there. The food trucks are rolling around now. 
Uh, they've got a complete menu that goes way beyond pizza. Everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person dining, take and bake. They deliver, they cater, they do it all. They have a great lunch buffet Monday through Friday. So thanks to our friend Jody Stay and her crew at the Pizza Barn for, for sponsoring our podcast. Yes, thank you, Jody. We also want to let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. Find out more by going to allenergysolar.com or allenergysolar.com slash coach. also want to let you know that a lot of people agree we need to lower our carbon footprint. Listen, I usually read the full propane.com ad. I'm just going to simplify it. We need affordable, renewable, clean energy. We need as much as we can get. We need as much as we can get that's independent of the, the rest of the grid. Go to propane.com. Find out more about clean propane. Uh, it, it's just good for everybody. Propane.com. Just remember that and check it out. All right. Let's 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 move on now to the John Wooden of Minnesota. Yeah, the John Wooden of high school sports in Minnesota. Yes. Um, I was at a volleyball match in Northfield. In fact, after I visited Owatonna, then I headed down, headed back north to Northfield for a volleyball match. Uh, Egan was playing there, and there's a, there's a story that'll come out of that. But I, I spotted a familiar face on the Northfield bench during this volleyball match. It was my friend Franz Bolter. I've known him for a long, long time, decades. People, you probably remember him as the volleyball coach at Bethlehem Academy in Faribault. I don't know how many state championships they won. He also coached boys basketball at Medford and Bethlehem Academy. The guys in two halls of fame, uh, volleyball coaches and boys basketball coaches. He, he's a legend. So I saw him on the bench. He, he kind of saw me across the way on the opposite side. I aimed my camera at him and shot a few photos of my friend and posted a photo on Twitter and Facebook. And the replies were really fun. Uh, I don't. Franz has thousands of Facebook friends and millions of human friends. I was blown away on Facebook, this thing. The likes just kept piling up. There's hundreds of them. But the, the favorite comment came on Twitter or X, if we have to call it X, which I refuse to do. Uh, the, but that comment was from my buddy, Sean Fury, a former high-level athlete in Janesville. He wrote, Franz and his hoops teams at Medford and, and Bethlehem Academy haunted my youth, but I've been lucky to get to know him in the many years since and love that he's still giving back so much to just one of the sports where he's a legend. And yeah, this is like getting John Wooden as an assistant. And that's, that really sums it up. He's, he's that good at what he does. He's basically a part-time assistant volleyball coach at Northfield. He lives in Faribault and they're lucky to have him and he's a great guy. So it was good to see an old friend. Uh, you know, I knew he'd taken that job. I'd seen him post that on Facebook a while back, but completely forgot till I saw him on the bench. And, uh, you know, that's, I talk all the time, Jim, about, about my job and, and the best part of it is the people I get to meet and know. And, and that was really neat to see that. Excellent stuff. All right, let's wrap up today's show with respect the convenience stores, as I know you do. I do. I do. And uh, next week I'm going to talk about this trip. I took, uh, to three different games and two different sports on the same day. I drove 400 miles. We'll talk about that. I don't want to, I don't want anybody to think my diet is not healthy, but I had breakfast at McDonald's, lunch at Casey's, and dinner at McDonald's. Okay, this is car food. I don't stop and sit down. It's good you're mixing things up. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Two two McDonald's and a Casey's for pizza. You know, people are always, nice people are always recommending, hey, go to this cafe, go to this diner, go to this restaurant. 
when I'm out on the road, I'm, I'm going to stuff. And when I'm done, I'm coming home. I don't, I don't feel it's an efficient use of my time. You know, it, it, it can happen and it has happened, but I, I don't like to go spend 45 minutes sitting and eating by myself. If there's people I know and they want to go have lunch and I've got time, you bet. But so convenience stores have changed the world. Uh, I, I tweeted this a few days ago. Here's the tweet. I am starting to come around on something that until recently was unthinkable. Putting together a meal at a convenience store can be fairly decent. And then I said, thanks, quick trip. Because I had been at a quick trip somewhere last week. I don't even remember. It all runs together. But you go in there, you get something to drink. You get a couple of sandwiches. Maybe get yourself a nice fresh donut. And uh, you got yourself a meal. And uh, it's inexpensive. You go back in the car and away you go. And I don't know. You know, years ago, that was not something you do. There was, you know, everybody joked about gas station, sushi, and convenience store food. But I think we're, I think we're on the right track here. So thanks to all you convenience store warriors who provide that stuff and keep an old guy driving around the state. Driving fuel. That's what they should call it. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I driving like it. fuel. <laughs> uh, so next week we'll get into more of John's travels. He's got some cool stories to tell. Great stuff as always from John. Once again, thank you to Brandon Morton, our producer. Uh, thanks to everyone who listens to talknorth.com. Again, subscribe if you like the show. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Thanks to all of our sponsors, especially Jody Stay and Pizza Barn. We'll talk to you next week. 